right. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Good. Hey, before we jump into the message this morning, I want to just give one last quick announcement about the annual CTK meeting coming up at 12.30 today, not here, but in Bellingham. And so those who've been around a bit, we do these annual meetings with the rest of our, our CTK churches. Um, it's an annual corporate meeting, and so if you want to come and be a part of that, it'd be great. Um, I thank you for all the responses for people like what's God, what God is doing through North Bay. I'm going to share some of those uh, today and that opportunity. So uh, I love to do it without, you know, I love to do it with you if you're able to come and be a part of that. So 12:30, there's a lunch, free lunch with that, and the meeting afterwards. It's pretty brief time, but uh, there's no really football today. I mean, there's some flag football, I guess, uh, for some NFL players. But uh, it, so I just encourage you, to, if you can, be be a part of that. And you're probably going to go to Costco today anyway. So you know, make make the drive. It, it'll be great. Um, if you're new with us today, and in fact, I met several new people today, welcome today. We are so glad you found us. Um, we appear to be normal people, but we're not. Okay, so just so you know, have you heard that before? You know, you know, you're normal until you get to know each other, right? None of us are normal. Normal is boring, okay? So, but I'm hoping, we're, I, I do sense that we're, I think we are really genuine, real people. And we, we hope that we we are able to help you, encourage you whatever way, and, and finding community here, if you're looking for it, I really believe, as John shared, man, that's powerful. Like, finding finding friends and finding connections, it takes effort. It, it, just showing up one week and going, I'm not sure, I encourage you to come back, and, and we love to help you even further. And if you're online with us this morning, I'm glad. Maybe you're watching somewhere else. I, I know people travel or not feeling well and everything, but I also encourage you that, that Couch Church only goes so far. And so I invite you to come off the couch and come be with us today because I, I, I get the couch. I mean, it's comfortable, and you can, you can have your own waffles and eat waffles while you're watching this, and that's great. There's a time and there's a place, and so we want to invite you in community. This is where people are at. This is where, this is where we can engage one another. Uh, if you're able in, 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 in this area and able to come and be a part of it, we invite you to be a part of it today. Um, so we're doing this series called the chosen life. I don't know if you ever felt chosen for anything in your life, but there's a time that we need to realize is that you have been chosen by God. I love what Jake shared about that we're worthy, not because of anything we have done, but because of what Jesus did. Through the cross, we are worthy to, to go and approach God himself, and he's chosen us in this relationship. But we've been learning, and this is being chosen, you have to choose to be chosen. You, you step into the, the promises that that, that God has for us, and there's a promise this morning that we're gonna we're gonna talk about choosing because of the privilege that we received. I, I don't know if um, you've had an opportunity to be blessed in ways we have in our lives. I know people have blessed you in different gifts and different things, and there there was probably a period of time that honestly, as a you know, we were I was a youth pastor and early on in pastoring that that. Our family, we didn't have a whole lot of money. We were on one income and raising children. And there's just been times where people have been very generous to us. Like, hey, would you like to use our vacation home or cabin? And I remember several years ago, we had the opportunity to go to San Juan Island. Someone says, hey, you can use our cabin. And we get there, and it's like way nicer than our, our place. And we're like, wow, this is, this is really beautiful. Right on the lake, this little lake in the island, which was amazing. And I was thinking about this, how, you know, how you treat things are differently when it's like you borrow it, then you rent it, or, you know what I mean? Like, if, you're, if you've got a hotel or Airbnb, I notice that I think and treat it differently than, it, than it's someone else's 
place. Uh, and, and so, in fact, my wife and I, we find we have a little difference of opinion of staying in hotels is, like, we'll go and stay at a place, and, and you know, we'll, we're leaving. She says, hey, before we leave, we need to tidy up a bit. I'm like, tidy up a bit? We're, we're paying good money. We're paying $59.95 for this <laughs> flea bag place. There's maid service. She goes, yeah, let's pick up. Let's, you're, you're making the bed. We don't need to make the bed. We don't need to pick up the towels off the floor. We can leave the lights on. We're not paying the bill, right? She goes, oh, I don't want them to think we're slobs, right? I'm like, it's okay, you know? And so, but I approach, I notice when I approach, what if I'm paying good money for where I'm staying, I feel like I'm privileged a little bit. Now, when I'm borrowing someone's place, it's a little bit different. I remember when we were staying at the San Juan Island home, they had a beautiful fireplace, and I thought in the morning before everybody gets up, I'll get a good fire going, you know? And so I get it going, and it's, and it's smoking, and then notice it's really smoking, and then smoke's in the living room, and what I forgot is, of course, the flume to open that thing up, and just fill the whole house with smoke. You know, kids are waking up, oh, are we on fire? What's going on? And so we spent the whole day, you know, airing out this house. What we were doing is we were being careful with this home. It felt really bad that we treated it, we should have treated it better. And I was just, I remind us today is that we live in, in, in borrowed space. We, we live in a borrowed house. You know, it's, it's not just this house here, this old barn here. It's, it's actually bigger. It's, it's, it's the world. God has given us space. He's, he's, he's loaned this life for us. And, and I want to remind us of that, that we are guests of God's house. And that he owns it all. The, the Bible says this, is the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, okay? We're in God's, we're in God's world. This is his space. This is, this is your house even, by the way. You think it's your house, it's not your house. You're like, well, the bank owns my house. I get that. You could pay off your mortgage. You still own it. God owns it. God owns your car. God owns everything that you have. It's his your spouse, your kids, your job, it's all his. He's just allowing you to borrow it. We are on borrowed time in a borrowed world that we have. We really don't own it all. God has given it to us to use in what we're going to call, what we call in church is stewardship. God has given us be stewards, good managers, all on loan to us. God has entrusted us to be faithful with it. And so Today, this is our, today's truth for a chosen life. It's not about what you don't have, but what you've been entrusted with. It's not about what you don't have, it's what you've been entrusted with. Today, we're going to talk about choosing faithfulness. Choosing faithfulness. I think, can't think of a better passage in Scripture, choosing faithfulness and trust is displayed in the parable of the talents that Jesus gives us. It's a story some of you know really, really well. In fact, you, you might kind of careful this anytime you read a familiar passage you've heard it a lot you can kind of tune out on it so i hope today it becomes a little fresh for you and and there's some maybe some new details You're like oh that's some new insights and new thoughts and even reading the scripture a new verse in there that you never thought was in there and if it's brand new to you i hope this really speaks to you of what you really do have and what has been given to you jesus starts off in this parable in Matthew 25, you can follow along. In verse 14, he sets the setting. He says this, For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and trusted to them his property. To the one he gave five talents, 
to the other two, and the other one. Now, a talent, if you don't know what that is, it's, a, it's not an ability or anything, though that ties in a little bit where you can go further with the, the application that we'll look at. But a talent back then was money. In fact, it was a lot of money. In fact, one talent was worth, they, they think about five or 15 years wages. 15 years of wages, one talent. So if the guy, the, the guy with the five talent, what is that, 75 years, do the math? That's like winning the lottery. Like you're, you're basically, you're, you're funded for the rest of your life. And I was thinking about, man, you think about, man, if you had that much, what would you, what would you do with it? And we read how amazing that probably was for the, the five talent person. But, you know, you read it, then you kind of go, well, yeah, but what a bummer for the one talent dude, right? I mean, he could have five, but he's only got one. It doesn't seem really that fair. Well, when we think that way, we think like the world, don't we? We think that bigger is better. You know, what we find is that bigger is more. <laughs> it, it's, it's, there is not always, any, but we, we, we have this, it's, we've been sold this, we've been commercialized, we've been inundated, we've been indoctrinated, that bigger is better. Some of you live in a bigger square footage of home than when you first started out when you're married, okay? My wife and I, we live in our bedroom space and everything is, is bigger or is about the same size as when our first apartment, <laughs> okay? Just put in perspective, right? You know, 400 square feet, 450 square feet. It wasn't much, but we made it work and we, we were in love, you know, we were all together tight. And, and, you know, and, and you look back, you think a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit newer, a little bit, and we get caught up in this. And, and so what we do is then we, well, we, we compare, right? We, we go down the road, it's someone else, and you, you think you got it, and then someone's got it bigger and, and better, richer, smarter, more talented, better house, cooler, cooler car, better behaved children. You remember that? You're like, how come our kids can't go? Or you're driving along, how come their lawn looks nicer than my lawn? Okay, so if that you're feeling like, don't drive through Linden, okay? That's what you, <laughs> don't, you know, you're good. Linden will always have better greener lawn. I don't know how they, they got little mowers that just get at that it's like a golf green or something. But that's what they, if that's your thing. Listen, here, let me give you this thought here. It's, I think it's so important. If you struggle in this area of your life, let me warn you. Beware the curse of comparison, for it will kill progress. Beware that comparison. Well, they got five, and they got two, and I just got... That, that happens all the time. I was in a, I was in a conference a couple weeks ago, a pastor's conference. And if you're, you go to a conference, whether, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going, in the industry, and in the work you're doing, everything, you go, you know the experts are the ones that are going to tell you how to really do it. And so you go and you're like, wow, that looks successful over there. I'm coming back here and going, oh, it's not the same. I mean, you can, I have to be careful to guard myself my heart. Like, well, I, I went to a place where we can learn from it. How do we make it better? But bigger is not always better bigger is just more it's just more you have to be stewards of it's interesting why why this is so important catch what it says next to the one he gave five talents to another two but another one then it says next each according to his ability and then they went away a word on the ability is another word is, is potential god had potential and he saw great things in each of these men in different ways and different things he was doing so if you struggle with the worth you can feel in, that's almost insult to injury like 
okay, so God, what are you saying? That's a tough pill to swallow. Like, if you view God, though, in, in, in not in, his, in really understanding his goodness in our, in our life. It's a struggle in comparison because it seems like when we do this that God has favorites. Like we're saying we're all chosen by God, but it's almost there's the people that seem to be chosen elite plus. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, they're, like you're, you ever fly with people and like, you know, and like if you're with the membership of, you know, such and plus, you're, you know, you get to board first and then, and then the next people and then all the degenerates, you, or, you know, that third class of people. Now you can board with your chickens and everything. I don't know. It's like <laughs> they just think you're like, you know, it's like you, this, this, we class things. And that, that's not the point of this, but we think and interpret through the world and what he's saying. God's saying, no, I have a plan for each of you and it's, it's different and unique. Don't care, compare yourself because if you compare yourself, it's going to kill progress. You, when we compare ourselves, someone has a better ability than you. It's, they're always going to be someone better. Is it going to be Michael Jordan or LeBron at the end of the world? Who is going to be the better basketball player? There's going to be a third one, okay? Someone's going to be able to 360, 360 dunk, um, you know, upside down or something. Somebody's going to do something better and bigger one day. There always is this competitive thing that we live in, right? And so we have to finally go, wait a second. That's, God, there's something here. You're preparing me and doing it, but we get caught up in this curse of comparison. And, and so here's, here's, a, here's a thought for us. So what do we do with that? Because we all, I think, I, I a lot of times get caught up in that that mentality. Here, here's, here's what I want to ask you. Do you live in the land of lack or in the kingdom of abundance? Do you live in, do you live in the land you saying, what, you don't have, or do you live in a kingdom who, God, if we say God owns it all, he has it all? What, what, what do we do with that? Well, kind of help you with a mentality is there's a difference between a farmer and a butcher, okay? A butcher, if you, you, you know, if you've ever seen a butcher, they, they, they have this they, 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 you know, put meat together and package meat. They try to use every part of the animal, by the way. Butchers try to do in processing meat. And so my, my aunt back, back in the day, she, she worked, for a, worked for a butcher. And I, I couldn't figure out why my Aunt Eleanor never ate hot dogs. <laughs> now, I love a tube steak. Come on. They're good, right? Roast on a grill. I don't know if I want to know what's really in it, okay, uh, how that sausage is made. But here's the thing. You use every part. Butchery cuts corners. And they think it's kind of a scarcity mentality. But what does a farmer do? A farmer thinks plentiful, thinks, thinks like what I'm planting, what I'm doing, what I'm watering, what I'm fertilizing, what I'm weeding, it's going to have a potential one day. And we have to think as followers of Jesus that, that, that God has given us so much as stewards because we live in a disposable world. We live in a world where people kind of use it and abuse it and that's it and they're gone. It's like things are kind of like just disposable like i'm just going to use this like it's like staying in the hotel room like i'm just going to trash this place well i don't care it's not my place i don't own it and yet the opposite god said i want you to be a steward of what i've given you 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 need to you need to take care of it because there's a greater work that I, there's a there's a potential with what, having, what, what i'm going to do and so you have to think as a farmer going i'm investing now what will the future bring not just my immediate needs for but the greater the greater abundance that will come uh, the Bible talks about harvesting you. Know, do not become weary in doing good, for at a proper time you will receive or reap a harvest if you don't give up. And so that curse of comparison, it'll kill your progress. It'll stunt you going, I can't go, I can't do it. Nope, 
You have a different mindset. And, and, and so know this, in that stewardship process, this entrust, entrust that what God's given us is a test. And, and so you could say this, this is only a test. Have you heard that before? You remember, do they still do that? The emergency broadcast system? Boop! This is only a test. Emergency broadcast, if you receive this and a real emergency occurs, you know, panic, I guess. I don't know what you're supposed to say. Like, you know, what happens. But here, here, here it is. That life is like, it's only a test. I think that's good. It's, it's kind of a good attitude as you go on the, the week. If you think that mentality, that's pretty amazing, right? Okay, I'm at this light, and it's taking a long time. I'm, I'm waiting in that train, that train down there, right? Come on, it got, you know, Lord, help me. Okay, it's only a test. It's only a test. The things that we wait on or we do or not doesn't come together, we're, we're testing this. Life is one big test. In fact, Jesus talks about this. He says, he who received the five talents went at once and traded with them and made five talents more. Okay, so took the test. Here it is. This is what I've given you. What are you going to do with it? So also he had the two talents, made two talents more. But he received the one talent, went and dug it in the ground, hid it in his, his master's money. Not long after a time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. See, Jesus is, is contrasting really these two well, two guys versus the one, a butcher mentality and a farmer mentality. I'm going away, meaning, what was it? It was a test. I'm going away, and I come back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check on things. Have you done that with your kids when they're younger? Or maybe you have, ch you have children now, like you're in the middle of it, or in a, in a few years they'll get older, and you're going to test them a little bit on things. And there's going to be that age where you go, you go, okay, here's the deal. Here's the chore list. You're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. I'm going to the store, and when I come back, I want these things done. You guys remember these days? Or you're, you're living them right now. And you, you come back, and there's one particular kid playing video games on the couch. Did you, did you get the list done? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. Well, I've been gone three hours. Like, what's the, what's the gonna look like? Is this going to get done, right? And then the other particular little girl we used to have, she'd be up there playing, playing dolls. You know, honey, did you get the chores? Oh, yeah, I, you know. What, what's happening is, I'm thinking to myself, I could have got all this done in half hour, right? I could have done a better job at vacuuming and cleaning and, and you know, dishes and all that. And I could have... I could impress my wife when she came home and it's all done, right? The reality is, is that it was for them. It's for them to get it done. They might think, well, dad doesn't want to get any work done. No, it's, it's, it's growing the maturity. And I would tell you this, is your boss thinks that way about you? And God thinks of you that way. How many know you never outgrow a test? You thought you graduated. It's still going on. Everything is a test. Is God waiting for us to, to, to discipline us? Well, there's discipline involved. What he's doing, it's for his greater good. He's, he's developing, he's shaping us. And so con God's constantly watching us. He's developing what? Maturity, but also character. It's character. God's constantly watching your response to people, to problems, to success, to failures, to conflict, to illness, to disappointment. And even he's testing you in the weather. Some of you get your cage rattled when the weather's not the way you like it. I'm like, are we really basing our whole life on the weather? 
together? I mean, we, it, you know, that sounds, come on, we have to admit that sometimes, right? We, we, we think the circumstances and things are, that's what we need to worry about. But God is looking when we open doors for others and we pick up trash and we, we're polite toward other pe- people like a clerk or a, you know, a, a wait staff or a person that's going to serve you today in the restaurant. It matters to you. Here's a question to ask yourselves. What happened to me recently that, that I know that or now realize was a test from God? What was it this last week you're going, ooh, I don't know if I passed on that one. I'm going to take a, you know, I'm going to take a failure. I, I didn't respond well. I should have. Guess what? You're going to get tested this week. You think? Yeah, you're going to get tested in the parking lot on the way out. There's, someone's going to cut you off. It's going to happen. How, are you ready? Are you ready for the reaction to that? Right? Are you ready to be responsive to that? A test of character. It's all about that. You know, for the five talent, it was a call. What was it? To use the five more that, that they've given it. You know, the, the two was to use it to the fullest. To the one, like, oh, man, only one? But it's to use that one talent to the best they can. That's the developing of character. True test of character is all about choosing to be faithful. Will we be found faithful at the end? Now, here's the thing about being faithful. You don't always feel it. If you felt, if you did everything that you felt, right, we would call that fun. Don't call it faithfulness, right? Faithfulness is when you do things that are not always fun. Now, there's fulfillment at the end. We'll get to that, right? But you, you go through life. Like, I mean, don't we do that a lot in a lot of things? Like, hey, what do you want to do? Like, do you want Thai food or do you want Mexican? Like, ah. Uh, I'm not feeling it. Like, well, okay, that, that's okay. It doesn't, I'm not feeling an answer doesn't work for everything, right? Go back to kids. Remember when they're little kids? Remember the, the babies? You have babies and grandbabies and things. What if, what if you just didn't feel like changing a diaper? I know that's gross, but we're all going to feel it at some point if that diaper is not changed, okay? <laughs> right? I don't feel it. It doesn't work on everything. I don't really feel like you know, loving people. I don't really feel like serving. I don't really feel like, well, what's your feelings have to do with it? Now, here's where the challenge is, okay? The challenge is this, is you feel like in your integrity and your honesty that you got to fake it. Well, then did I fake it? Did I fake? Well, yeah. Fake it to make it. You heard that before, but you go, that's not very integral. Well, I'm telling you, it, there's sometimes you don't feel it but you do the right thing, that is called faithfulness. If it's always fun, if it's always not on feelings, what does feelings really have to do with it at times? So we have to be challenged with that a little bit. You have to look at that and go, wait a second. There is a time that things need to be done, and God is calling us to be stewards of what he's giving us. It's not for us to hold on to it, to bury it, to just in fear as we're going to look at this one happen we're supposed to call to do something with what we've given it and it's not always fun it was fun just call it fun it's not faithless and we sing this song we over the last couple years um you know even when i don't see you're working even when i don't feel you're working you never stop working you never stop working we sing those words don't we because they're they're really true at the end of the day yes there's going to be fruit but until then there's a test. Even when I don't see you working, even when I don't feel you're working, I know that you're 
working God. And it's trust. And ultimately, it's trust in, in God's goodness. Look at, look at the, the talent of the five and the two passing the test. It says this in verse 20. And he who had received the five talents came back, came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you delivered me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward and said, Master, you deliver me to two talents. Here I've made two, two talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a, a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. These two guys knew that it wasn't about what they didn't have, is what, but what they did have and what they were going to do with, that they were entrusted with to, to accomplish. See, little things lead to bigger results because they trusted in their master. Unfortunately, we, Jesus points out the, the guy with the loan talent failed the test. He lived in the land of lack. He lived as a butcher. He lived at, just in, in a place of scarcity, in, which led to fear. And it says he buried that talent in the ground. He failed to use the one talent he'd given him. Why? Well, look what it says. He's even, there's a confrontation with the master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seeds. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. And you read that and you're like, of course, you got one, man. You don't want a gun. I mean, if you got five, I mean, you lose a couple. You still got a couple, right? Even the guy with the two, man, if you lose, I mean, just put one in there and keep the one for yourself and all that. No, no, no. The, it, this was it. This was the test. This was the moment. But what was the test about? It was the test of God's goodness. See, you can, you can put this down. Disobedience is directly connected to fear that is rooted in doubt of the goodness of God. That's, that's a pretty big sentence on that. Let's, let's think about this. Disobedience. How, how do we make disobedience? It's directly connected to fear. Fear is one of the most, of the most primal emotions we have. That it's rooted how? In doubt in or of the goodness of God. So you, it's a very questioning of the character of God. And I'll tell you, disobedience happens in a gradual thing. You've heard this illustration 100,000 times probably, but, you know, you take off and you're, if the degrees are just off in a pilot, you know, they're going to a destination. If the, if the settings are just off just a little bit, the farther they fly, the farther away the destination. And well, our lives are like that in a drift so many times, isn't it? We start off maybe a little off, a little bit of, uh, again, a disobedience, and then the trajectory of that, so we compromise in the subtle things in our life. We're just a little bit off in our lives. Because, I, you know, no one wakes up and says, you know what, I'm going to blow my life up today. I'm going to wreck my life. I'm going to wreck my marriage. I'm going to wreck my, my, married, or my, my kids' lives and my job or whatever. I'm going to just blow my life up. No, it starts in the subtle little things. It's the little glance. It's a little flirt. It's the, it's the little taken from the till just a little bit here. It's the, you know, cheat a little bit here. And pretty soon there's this distance that happens. And I've seen, and I think sadly in the pandemic, one of the great things that's 
been hard for a lot of us, and, and not that none of us are perfect or anything like that. Um, and this might be your story even coming back to church. But I was so saddened over the, the pandemic how, pe- how many people drifted from the body of Christ. And again, I, I'm glad we're doing online. If you're online and where you're at, and we want you here, and, and again, you, I understand circumstances that are different. But when people disengage completely, I mean, they were online, but I don't know what they're doing now. Or they were in a small group. I don't know whatever happened to them. They were very involved and connected. And I found that the drifting happens that people isolate themselves. And I tell you, man, it is bad when we're isolated because we have conspiracy theories and what's going on, what's really happening. It's not true, but you're just caught up in it. And if the devil can isolate us, he has us. And so what happens is, as John was sharing, he goes, man, the last couple of years, all we've gone through, man, it was the community of people that helped us through all these just transitions, everything. And it's, he, it, God sustained us, but it was the body of Christ that helped us through. And so if you're looking, going, I, I, I would like some friends, they're right here. And we're not perfect, and, and we're a little rough on the edges at times, and we might not do exactly what you want and whatever, but we, you won't do the same. And so, But we're working together and processing our life. So carefulness, but think of it this way. Small things done over a long period of time create the greatest impact on your life. You've heard this. Practice makes perfect. Do the same thing over and over and over again. The other day I was reading, I think about Kobe Bryant, and Kobe Bryant was talking about how they, they said, how do you, what's the secret, Kobe, way back before he passed? And he's in it. He goes, I, I, I never let the, the routine things I did bore me. I kept doing the same thing over and over and over to get better at it. Man, I think that speaks to us in our, our prayer life. Sometimes, I'm, Lord, I'm praying the same prayers every day, Lord, the same prayers. That is being faithful. Lord, I'm doing the same thing, the same consistency. I'm trying to be faithful, Lord. And Lord is saying, yes. That is where my goodness lies. Keep trusting in my goodness. But look what happened when you don't. Disobedience directly tied to fear. Go back to verse 25. And and, and this is another version of it. It says, I was afraid, the guy said, I would lose your money, so I hid it in in the earth. Look, here's your money back. So what it was saying was not only the disobedience so that he didn't trust himself because he wasn't trusting God. And that's where the erosion in our lives happen is when we lose that confidence in the Lord because we don't have our confidence in the Lord. And so once we rebuild that confidence, it's trusting, and that's the, that was the temptation at the, at the, at the, um, the garden, right? They, they question the goodness of God. And I think that's the crux of it. If you start questioning the very character of God, that's a problem. That's a difficult, that's a challenge. Because look at what he said back again, in, back in verse 24. Master, I knew to you be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scattered seed. No seed. He's questioning, if we put the master as God himself, we can kind of go, God, where I, I don't know if I trust you. I don't know if I can really trust your character. You don't seem very good in all the pain and all the hurt and all the difficulties I've gone through. I don't understand why you would do what you're doing. And, and I think that's the key to the whole thing is if we trust in God's goodness, we also need to trust in his sovereignty. We need to trust in his wisdom that what is good doesn't seem good to you, but, it's, it, but ultimately there will be the, the ultimate good in all of it. 
We trust that, like, you know you don't have it all figured out. You know that you don't, you're not infinite in wisdom, only God is. So when things happen in your life and things take place in your life that are beyond your control, and they shouldn't have happened even in the time of your life, you go like, okay, God, I got to trust that there's good that's going to come out of the goodness that's, that's there. But in time, time will tell. And I tell you, tragedy hits, problems happen, difficulties come. And we need to go to the crux is how can I trust in God's goodness? Ultimately, that is rooted. If we can't, then that's where fear comes in and doubt, and that with that doubting that goodness. So what do you do? Can I really believe? And you might be here today, you might be watching online going, I don't know, I don't know. I, 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 it might be a crisis of faith for some people, and maybe you've had this before. Can I really believe that, that God has my ultimate good? Well, here's something that's super simple, might be even profound for you today is this. You can trust in the the goodness of God because the goodness has already come. Everything that needed to be done in the goodness of God is already accomplished. It's the cross. How do I know know that God loves me? How do I really know that? Well, he's proven it already. What, What does Romans say? But God demonstrated his own love for us. God demonstrated his own love for us while we were still sinners, while we weren't worthy. He allows to be worthy before the presence of God because of his sacrifice. Amen. His own love for us, that he, Christ was sacrificed to the cross. He has already proven his love. And now, here's something incredible. We have to prove, not our love to him, that, we can't do that, our trust back towards him. So there's a trust relationship. He loves us unconditionally, but can he trust us? That's conditional. So it depends on whether you get the five or the three or the one. I don't know where you are if you think you're a five or, or two, sorry, five or two or one, but we all have one. It's called one life. One life that we have. How will we use it? Well, one, it wasn't good. The master told them, wicked, lazy servant, you know, all this. I mean, he's out of God's will. That was the response because of what happened. And so we need to be unaware of this, that we need to keep trusting and keep trusting and keep trusting and being faithful and being faithful. But how long, Lord? How long do we do that? How long do we keep faithful? No, we keep being faithful. We keep being faithful. But, 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 but how long, Lord? But how long will we keep you faithful and you keep being faithful and trusting in him? Because ultimately here it does come. It does come. It's a promise that's here. That reward is based on what? On faithfulness, not success. On faithfulness, not success. What does it say? well done good and faithful servant you've been faithful over a little i'll set you over much enter in the joy of your master god's trusts us by giving to us what we have and then trusts us back here's your life you know your your life is god's gift to you what you do with it is your gift to god what you're giving back and he's entrusting you with it according to that at the end of the day, guess what? There's a reward that's there. Look at what, look what happens when the reward when we do that. How we, how we handle it. I love this. You know, he says, well done. What is, what is God saying? Well done. The master's saying, good job. There's God's affirmation in our lives. We want to hear that we're pleasing the Father, pleasing Him. Well done. Is, or well done. And he says, you know, I will promote, I will, I will put you in charge of many things. There's a promotion that happens. And ultimately, there's a celebration. Come and share your master's happiness. Those promises are our promises. Those promise in faithfulness that, that it's not even just in 
in one day in heaven that will receive that reward, can you trust in God that one day in this life, there's those things, that there's celebration, there's promotion, and there's, there's God's affirmation? Absolutely. I don't know how it's going to look for you. I don't know when it's going to come or how it's going to come, but ultimately it will. But there is fulfillment that happens in our life. Will you, think about this, will you be faithful with what he's given you? Will you be entrusted with what he has blessed you with? Can you trust him with that? You know, as we close and our team comes, many of you know, sitting in this, this building here, and these walls could talk, we talk about this. We keep trusting, we keep trusting, we keep trusting. And I can, I can just tell you in all honesty, I am absolutely exhausted about it. I'm so beyond it. Like, I just can't tell you. We're, we're, if you're new with us, we're trying to get a permit for a driveway over here in a corner of our property, and, and it's just a legal battle and everything going. And, and I tell you, I, we're just trusting God. But one thing that we've committed to as a team, as our leadership team here locally is, we got to do some things to improve this building and to being faithful with this old building that we have. Sometimes we go, well, we don't want to spend a whole lot of money because we're going to be building a new building. Well, that keeps, that keeps getting delayed and delayed. And so we decided as a church body here that we're going to improve some things here. We can't do certain things because it's beyond what we can do. But what we can do, we can be faithful with what we're doing. Some of you have your, your children in a kids' ministry. If you're new with us, we're glad that you brought your kids and trusted. We have a great team, a great leader. Jen McRadkey is fantastic and has great curriculum. But we're, we need some improvement downstairs. I mean, it's, it's a little, you know, it's not, it needs to be upgraded. There needs to be some renovation. So we're going to do that this spring. We've got a plan that's coming together to improve our kids' area. We've got to do something with the siding in this building. I got people said, do you still meet there in that old building? Yeah, those are new signs. Okay, by the way, we're still around. Being, well, I'm saying, we're going to be faithful with a few things. Here, here's the question when we go to prayer is, what is a small step of faithfulness you can take beginning today that will lead to the greater impact and reward one day? What is it you're going to do today? Not next year. Not the, what is today? What is today's plan? What, what can you set up this week that you can accomplish? I bet there's one person that needs your love. I bet there's a, there's a task and ability to serve somebody this week. Don't get so grand in your big ideas that you never do them. Do the small things, the faithful things. If, if it's serving your, your spouse, you're having marital challenges, what can you do? Well, you might go, I'm not feeling it with him. I'm not feeling it with her. Do the right thing. You say, I should fake it? Yeah, fake it till you make it. Because I tell you what, you start acting in love toward them, you're going to feel that love. I guarantee God's going to fill you with that love because you, you're being obedient. With your kids as well. I mean, I, I love my kids, but I don't like that one right there right now. Like them, love them, care for them. Do the right thing for your kid, right? Your position at work. I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. You, you know what? If you keep saying you hate your job, guess what? This is a revelation. You're going to hate your job. But I don't like... Keep, once you love the people that find the good, do the faithful, do the faithful things. Be, be, handle God's word each day and read it. Be faithful in reading and prayer. But God, I feel like I, I'm praying the same prayers every day. Keep praying the same prayers. God's not tired of your same prayers. He just wants your heart. Keep connecting with him. You're giving. Thank you for your giving, supporting the work. You know, like, keep, keep doing it. Whatever funds, it's going to God's kingdom. 
Okay, it's the work. We're good. It's gonna. It's gonna accomplish this kingdom. We keep giving and tithing and serving. And test, t- tell you what, it's all His anyway. Being faithful. We are in God's guest house. It's on loan. We're called to use it. And, to, and he, he said, I love you, I love you, I love you. Can I trust you? Because in that trust in the small things is the greater thing. I don't know what's greater. I'm not talking bigger or better. I'm just talking more. I'm talking what God wants to do and wants to accomplish. And if he can trust us here, he can actually trust us with the entire community out there that desperately, desperately needs his love and needs his help and his forgiveness that he wants to do through us. Will you pray with me? Right now, just, 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 just be honest with God. Be honest with him right now. Right now, there's some of you in this room that are a little ticked off at God. What he has done to you and allowed in your life. Will you get the perspective that you don't have it all figured out? Will you be willing to surrender yourself to the Lord? Say to God, I, 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 don't, I don't understand because I, I can't, I, I, I'm not infinite like you but I, I want to trust in again in your goodness so that, Lord, I recognize that, that you trust me back. And so if there's some here maybe doubting the love of God, may they be reminded of the cross that it's already been solved. It's already been proven of your love and your goodness to them. Lord, may they, may they come to you, may they turn to you, may they help, get help that they need right now. In Jesus' name, they reach out to you. And Lord, for many of us as well, we're challenged in the little things we're doing. There are some people that are so tired and so weary that they just keep doing what they're doing, Lord. They keep doing what they're doing. They keep loving that spouse that's not loving them back. They keep keep loving those kids that don't seem to respond back. Lord, that, that job they keep pouring into. Lord, whatever the faithfulness is there, Lord, may you give them the strength to continue to be faithful. You said we be faithful in a in a f- small things. But Lord, you will make us in charge of the greater things. And Lord, at the end of the day, it's not how successful we've been is the reward, but how faithful we've been to what you have given us. And Lord, may we confess not to be jealous of the five or the two, but we all have the one, this one life you've given us. May we live it to the fullest of your kingdom. And God, we see what you've done and what you'll accomplish be far more than we can even dream or imagine we trusted you at the end. You are the reward of those who diligently pursue and seek you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just invite you to stand. And, and during this song, I just specifically sense, even getting ready this morning, that there's some weary people in this room, specifically for you. And they're, they're, we're, we have prayer and opportunities for everyone who has needs here today before we leave. But as the song is going on, as we sing unto the Lord how faithful he is, because as we're declaring our faithfulness to God, he's out faithful to you. Is that a word? He's done more in your life than you could ever do to give to him. So he's been faithful. But you're like, man, I'm weary in my faithfulness. I'm weary. If that's you, I want to pray for you. We want to pray for you this morning. And as we're singing this song, I invite you to come forward. And if you just maybe line up along here and say, that's me. And we'll just lay hands on you and we'll pray for you. He's saying, I'm, I'm battle weary. I'm tired. I'm, I, need, I need some strength today in the Lord. So I invite you to do that as we sing together. If you need prayer, our, our prayer team as well is here. Let's do that together. Let's respond to the Lord. Have a great day.